0: Hello, shameless moms! Happy Monday! We're just going to start off with a celebration because I am in my house by myself recording, and um, this has happened very few, if any, times that I can remember since March. So I have the house for just a few minutes, which is making me feel very pressured to talk fast. So I'm gonna try to slow myself down because I do not know when Vinny and Vince will return. I don't think it; they'll be gone long. But I will tell you, it is very hard for me to record when they're here. I feel like I always have another ear, one each ear in like other places, one ear listening to like what Vince is doing in his office. And is he like eavesdropping? I know that's weird, right? Like I shouldn't care if he is, but I am always thinking like, is he listening to me right now? And then the other ear is always listening to see what Vinny's doing. Usually he's sneaking snacks. So right now it's just me and two dogs who are sleeping. This is heaven. This is a gift of 2020 that I could have never appreciated until this moment. So that's the party. That's what we're celebrating right now. And I'm super excited to be here with you. I'm honored to be in your ear today, and I hope that you're kicking off a great week. If you're listening in live time, it's Labor Day. And here we are, ending the month of August, or we ended the month of August, starting the month of September, a new school year. I know for us, virtual learning starts tomorrow, heading into fall still in a pandemic, still in a cultural revolution, still in this really messy, messy political landscape, still in all the things. And here we are. And sometimes the only thing you can do is celebrate the magic that is being home by yourself for maybe 15 minutes. And if that's the most magic I get this week, I'll take it. I will totally take it. So I'm wishing you A great week because I know this will be a transitional week for many of us as we ease into a new month, a new season, a new school year. I know some of you have a jump start on the school year and already been at the whole new school year thing for a bit. And I know many are just starting this week. So, sending you all lots of love. I'm excited to be talking about three ways to use your voice in 2020 because you know I'm all about using your voice. And here's the thing I'm going to share three different ways. Like these three things could not be more different, they're so different. And they're the things that I think could be the most powerful and have the most impact for right now. I also wanna give you permission and give you a bit of an invitation slash nudge to really listen to this and challenge yourself to do the thing that sounds uncomfortable. I'm gonna challenge you to do the thing that sounds uncomfortable because it is doing the thing that is uncomfortable that creates the most magic has the most impact, creates the most power, the most momentum. And we're in a place where those are the things we need to do, right? We need to do the uncomfortable things. Like we've always needed to do the uncomfortable things, but now we're in a desperate time to do the uncomfortable things, right? So we are going to talk about three different ways to use your voice in 2020. And Like I said, these are all really different ways, and these are ways that have been inspired by things that I see going on around me, the way I see other people using their voices, the way that I've been challenging myself to use my voice, and also the way that I think that we can have the most impact by creating places for us to have more power, as well as have impact by creating opportunities for others to see us using our voices this way and therefore giving them permission to do the same. And I think that is such a huge piece of women in leadership. When you decide to use your voice publicly, or even in an interpersonal relationship and maybe not super publicly, you give another woman permission to do the same. And there is so much power in that. And so no matter how you decide to use your voice right now, I just want you to know that there is someone watching, whether it is another woman in your life, whether it is a child in your household, whether it is your partner who is seeing what you're doing and you are giving them permission to do the same thing. And that is what we need to be doing right now. We need to be making sure that we are setting an example by our actions for other women to use their voices whether that empowers them to vote, whether that empowers them to run for office, whether it empowers them to ask for a promotion, whether it empowers them to set a boundary in a relationship, whether it empowers them to go start a business, whether it empowers them to go apply to get on a board, whether it empowers them to become a soccer coach for their kid's team, like whatever the thing is, I wanna see you stepping into leadership, using your voice because you will inspire other women to do the same. So if you can't wrap your head around it because it feels big and scary and nerve wracking, know that that is the impact, that when you do it, you're leading the way for someone else to do it. All right, so the first way that I'm going to invite you to use your voice in 2020 is to join me by starting a podcast or a blog or starting the memoir that you've been talking about. Start the creative activity that you have been thinking about that represents who you are and who you are becoming, that allows you to share your gifts with the world and allows you to step out and build your own stage. I know so many of you have been looking for an opportunity and waiting for an opportunity. And here's the thing about these kinds of things is that we sit on these things forever. We think, well, I'm gonna start a blog sometime. I'm gonna start a podcast maybe in the next year or so. I'm gonna start that memoir when I'm an empty nester. You don't need to wait. I understand that you don't think you have a moment of free time. And I also want you to know that you're never going to think you have a moment of free time. (laughs) So let's just get clear on that. What's funny is that I felt like I never had a moment of free time before the pandemic. And then my house became what now feels like a farm with everyone being here all at the same time and two dogs and all of the things. And now I recognize, holy cow, I used to have so much more time. Like, who did I think I was thinking I had no time? Because I have a lot less time now. And I'm doing more in many ways. Because I'm prioritizing my time differently. I'm using my time differently. I'm conscientious of my time in a different way. And I've also learned that like the world is not going to stop and wait for me to have more time. So I have to make a choice and decide how I'm going to use my time in the way that makes the most sense that allows me to work toward my goals and live in my values and use my voice and build the stage and start the podcast or whatever the thing is for you. So for me, it's not starting a podcast, it's continuing the podcast, but it has been starting a writing class and starting to really think critically about like, what is this book that I'm going to write? What is that going to look like? So I've been taking a memoir writing class now for the last seven or so weeks, which is really amazing and also terrifying. And I've started writing different samples around things that I could actually publish in as articles in magazines or things that could become chapters in books. And I will tell you, it has been scary and it's also been so freeing because this is what happens when we use our voice. It is scary and it is also so freeing. When we use our voice, there is a liberation that comes with that. And there is a power that comes with that that is very exhilarating. That doesn't mean it's not scary as all get out because it is, but it is very exhilarating, very liberating and very powerful. If you have been thinking about starting a podcast in particular, I want you to listen in really closely. And <clears throat> so here's the thing about podcasts. There's a lot of people who have podcasts and there's a lot of things you can do with a podcast. You can make a lot of money on a podcast. You can build a lot of authority on a podcast. You can build a business around a podcast. You can also just do a podcast for fun and for the purpose of entertainment or the purpose of inspiration. There's a lot of reasons you might build a podcast. You get to have a really intimate Piece into or part in someone's life when you communicate with someone through your words, whether that is in a podcast or in a book or in a blog. I think a podcast is the most intimate way to do it, which is why I do it that way. I've also done blogging and I also found that to be really rewarding. For me, that's more time consuming because I find that I get more perfectionistic and it takes longer than doing a podcast. But I want you to think about do you have a message? Because you do. So, that was a rhetorical question. And the answer is yes. Do you have a message? And how are you sharing it? Because we need your voice right now. We need your voice really, really bad. We need more women's voices. If you've been thinking about starting a podcast in particular, I'd like to invite you to join me. I'm going to be doing a two part podcast workshop series where I will teach you how to launch your show, how to build a launch team around your show so that you actually will have people who can help you launch the show so it's not all on your shoulders. I will also teach you how to utilize your voice in a way that is authentic to you. I'm gonna actually be bringing in someone else from my team, Nikita Burks-Hale, who's phenomenal. She's going to be teaching part of the workshop and she's going to teach you some of the tips and tricks to really authentically dive into your personal voice. I will be sharing some of the ways that I do that as well. I'm going to teach you six strategies to make money off your show, which is the exact way that I make money off of my show or the exact ways I make money off of your show. I'm also going to teach you how to grow your audience over time while creating raving fans. And I'm going to be doing that in partnership with another special guest, Rachel Nielsen, who has the 3 and 30 podcast. So this is going to be a phenomenal two-part workshop series where I teach you how to launch a podcast or grow and monetize an existing podcast so if you're interested in launching a podcast if i hit a nerve when i said like hey did you want to start a podcast all you need to do to get on the waitlist for the workshop series is go to shamelessmom.com pod shamelessmom.com pod i think that a podcast is one of the most powerful ways to use your voice and it is the fastest way to build a stage. Many of you know that I was someone who wanted to get on stages, was struggling to get on stages in the fitness industry because so many of the stages were built by white 30-year-old meathead dudes who only invited other white 30-year-old meathead dudes onto their stages. And I would apply to speak at their speaking events, and they always chose the exact same people to speak because it was the exact same white 30-year-old meathead dude population that was just repeated over and over. And so a colleague of mine, actually, we were in a mastermind group together. And she's like, I'm tired of trying to get on all their stages. I'm just going to build my own. And I watched her do that in the fitness industry. And I was like, holy cow, she's onto something here. And that's how I decided to launch my podcast. I decided to launch it outside of the fitness industry. But I was like, yeah, I'm just going to go build my own damn stage. The most powerful way and the fastest way to build your own damn stage is to launch your podcast because you essentially become a self-proclaimed speaker overnight Your credentials are there when you launch that first episode. And no one can say that you are not a speaker when you have your own podcast. You don't have to apply to get on other people's stages. You don't have to have any specific credentials. You get to sit behind a mic, decide what the content is, decide how you want to have impact, decide how you want to inspire or entertain or educate. And that positions you as an authority figure and someone who people can start to build trust with around certain content. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is swear it's like, can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S. AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. So, so powerful. So if you're wanting to use your voice in a creative way, whether it's through a podcast or a blog or writing your book or some other art form, Think about how you can share a piece of yourself that will teach, educate, and inspire or teach, educate, or inspire. Maybe you're gonna just do one of those. Maybe you just wanna do a podcast. Maybe you wanna do a true crime podcast. Maybe you wanna, this isn't like my dream here. I wanna do a podcast that's just about certain cities of Real Housewives. I understand my credibility just went down for you all. I want to do a podcast that's like just a commentary on the cities that I watch the most, which right now is not many of them. New York would be up there. Beverly Hills would be up there. The O.C. sometimes. What else? Vanderpump Rules, which I know is not Housewives, but it's in the same family, same genre. So that is not going to be a place. I'm not going to actually launch that podcast. But if I were to launch that podcast as an art form, that wouldn't be a place to necessarily like teacher educate It might not even be a place to inspire, but it would be a place to entertain. And that's okay, too. So if you are looking to use your voice in 2020, it can be for a variety of purposes. What do you want that to look like? Do you want to teach? Do you want to educate? Do you want to entertain? Do you want to inspire? Go do that thing. Go build the stage. Remember, when you do that, you give someone else permission to do the same. And what is their voice going to amplify? What is their voice going to say? What will be the impact of their voice? So what will the ripple effect be when you decide to use your voice? Because the ripple effect will be significant in ways that you will never even know. I know there are people who have done things because they've seen me do things and they've never told me about it. That's just the way the world works. That's the way impact works. And that's the way leadership works. So build the thing, create the work, and know that you will create a ripple effect that will have impact beyond you and beyond what you will ever see. Number two, the second way to use your voice in 2020, this is a big one. This is a scary one. This is the one that like, I wanna say I've done better at, but I'm gonna tell you the exact step I took to get better at it this year. So take office or a leadership position in your community. I just did an interview with Alexandra Owensby, who's running for Congress in Kentucky, and that'll be coming out soon. And I told her, I said, I'm so in awe of women who run for office because it's just this really scary, intimidating thing to me. It has never been presented to me in my life that anyone can just run for office. It has always been presented to me that it's like in your family genes, like other people in your family had to go before you and do that. And when I think about this in my rational mind, I know this is not true. But for some reason, I just have this perception that like if you're going to hold political office or hold office on a local level, that other people probably did that first in your family. Like maybe you had a great uncle who was a governor at one point, or you had like, I don't know, an aunt who sat on the school board that was an elected position or whatever. Like your great grandfather was in the Senate 80 years ago. These are the things I think like have to be in place. And this is like a weird thing I tell myself. I don't know where I got this idea. So when I think about women taking office or or people taking office at all, in my mind, there's like this pattern that has to happen or a sequence of things or series that has to happen in a certain order. And what I learned when I interviewed Dr. Alexandra Owensby is that no, like you can just go run for Congress. And if you watch the documentary, Knock Down the House, that is all about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's run, oh my gosh, like you can be a bartender and just run for office and you can win. It's really fascinating how there are not a lot of limits in place around this, but in our minds, I think we think that there are. And I think especially for women. And so I got such great insight into this in interviewing Dr. Alexandra Owensby. And I can't wait to share that interview with you. And I want to really, really challenge the rest of you to think about how you can do this. Erin Brown is someone I've followed forever. She's an activist. She used to be in the fitness space. And then that turned into her being into the body positivity space and then more in the coaching space and now in the activist space. And she's running for office now. She's in Kansas she ran for office and won a position. I don't remember. It was a local level position. But again, just seeing that, I was like, oh, yeah, like anyone can run for office. Go run for office. Or <laughs> if you're like me and you're like, no, but I feel like that's too much of a leap. Like, I don't just want to go straight to Congress. And I literally asked Dr. Alexandra Owensby this. I was like, that seems like a leap to just like, I'm just going to run for Congress. And she said, well, for her, it made more sense because it could be a full time position and she wouldn't have to juggle like a full time job. She's a single mom plus kids plus this kind of part-time local role. Instead, this would be her whole job. And that seemed like a better fit for her family, which I'm like laughing that like just going straight to Congress seems like the best fit for her family, but it totally made sense the way she explained it to me. So you might feel like that's not the right fit for your family right now, but what would be a good fit for your family? So I will tell you, one of the things I'm doing this year is getting involved in my son's school in a much more significant way. And so I'm actually, I signed up for to be a class representative for Vinny's grade, which is, different than room parent, which I thought was going to be my only option. And I learned like you can actually have a better voice and more conversation directly with the powers that be, if you are in this class representative role versus the room parent role. So while that feels more scary, especially knowing that I'm a very opinionated person, (laughs) that feels more scary because I'm afraid I'm going to like get me in trouble, get my kid in trouble if I talk too much. That is where I am taking quote unquote, taking office or putting myself in a leadership position in my community. So. What is this going to look like for you? How will you take office or put yourself in a leadership position in your community where you will be able to have impact, where your voice will count, where your voice will matter, where your voice will create ripples, where your voice will create change, where your voice will give you a position to be the power to be an advocate or an ally or an activist. What does that look like for you? Where can you take office? Where can you show up as a leader? Where can you step up? It might be in the workplace, it might be in your community, it might be a role in your church, it might be a role in your kids school, where can you do it? Also, I know you don't have time for this. Nobody does do it anyways. (laughs) Like there's never a time where you're gonna be like, I have so much free time. So now I'm going to take on this new role. What will happen and I've seen this happen over and over And for me as I've built my businesses over the years is when I decide to step into a role of leadership and take on something new that I feel like I don't have the space for, but that does feel very important to me, I get more clarity around what's really important. And I am able to use the crowded out philosophy where I crowd out a lot of other things that don't really matter that much. So in all honesty, I know I was joking about Real Housewives before. In all honesty, I've crowded out a lot of Real Housewives during this pandemic. Like I've prioritized a lot of other things and I haven't had a lot of time to keep up with my housewives. And it's been really sad. I'm not going to lie, <laughs> but that's one of the ways that I've created space to do things that really matter and that have big impact. So I have brought in those things that really matter. I've stepped into those places where I really want to be using my voice and big, heavy, hard times. And automatically, by default, a lot of insignificant junk has just fallen off of my plate because there hasn't been room for it. And I know that watching Real Housewives is a very trivial example of something that's fallen off, but there's been other things that have fallen off too that just matter less and that I'm just not willing to engage in or put time into. And that's okay. That's totally okay. In fact, I've actually invested less in some of my learning that I previously was doing in some areas in order to learn in new areas. So a big part of that is like taking this memoir writing class. I knew that if I was going to invest three hours every Thursday night, that would have to come from somewhere else. And so there's other things I'm not doing. I'm not reading as much as I used to, or I'm not doing, there's a handful of other things that I'm not doing. I'm giving up family dinner one night a week, which also I'm not complaining about. (laughs) So I'm welcoming my dinner by myself while I take my online writing class. But so yes, there will be a sacrifice and yes, you can make the space for it. All right, number three, the third way I'm going to invite you to use your voice in 2020, set boundaries. I'm going to invite you to use your voice to set firm, loving boundaries that preserve your energy for you to have the biggest impact in the places that matter most. I had to do this a few years ago in a really significant relationship because without setting a boundary, the energy I was investing in the relationship would continue to keep me up at night. It would continue to impact my marriage. It would continue to impact the patience I had for my child. It would continue to impact the way I was able to lead my business because it was such a distraction, because it was such a dysfunctional relationship. It routinely, yet unpredictably, made me really upset And got me really caught up in something that I could not control and that I could not manage and that I had a very hard time regulating emotion around so that I was constantly in these cycles of being really frustrated, being really heartbroken, feeling very angry and indignant, feeling like I wanted to fix it, but I didn't know how. And at a certain point, I had to recognize that this was not healthy and it was taking precious energy from people who really mattered to me. And it was also taking sleep from myself and I really matter to me. This is showing up again in my life in a little bit of a different way right now. And I know it's showing up in many of our lives, but it's showing up in another way with another relationship with someone who is very close to me. And I'm encouraging someone who's really close to me, who's really struggling with a relationship to set a very firm and loving boundary. And this is really, really hard for that person. And it could come at a great cost. And also, I'm being firm with the person who I'm talking to. I'm being firm with this person who means so much to me to say, I want you to go set a boundary in this relationship because this relationship is costing you so much energy and creating so much anxiety and such an emotional distraction and such a disruption that you're not able to function fully and optimally in the other roles in your life. And that's not fair to you. So while it might be heartbreaking and while it might be really hard and while it might feel like you can never win in trying to set a boundary with this person, that might be the right thing right now. And even if it adds a whole nother dynamic of mess, if it preserves your energy in a way that allows you to show up for the people who matter most, it might be worth it. I think it might surely be worth it. So are there people or is there a person or is there an entity like Facebook, that is causing you to suffer in a way that it is impacting relationships that matter to you, that it is impacting your ability to show up in the relationships that are most significant to you, that it is impacting the way you're able to show up with patience for your child, with love for your partner, that's impacting the way that you're able to show up in your work, in your impact with the world and your impacting with your community because this one relationship, or maybe, And it might be with one person, it might be with a group of people, it might be with a whole environment like Facebook, for example. But is there a place, a person, a context in which it is sucking so much energy from you and you can't ever make it better? There's nothing that you can say right now to make it better. And it just keeps spinning or it just keeps getting re-triggered. It's like this scab that just keeps getting pulled off and you can't see eye to eye and you can't seem to fix it. And you need to just have a firm yet loving boundary and maybe not even loving. It might just need to be a firm boundary so that you can preserve your energy for the people who matter most, for the people who have earned and are most deserving of the best parts of you, and for you to have your best energy to have the biggest impact in the places that matter most to you. I've always said this, and I continue to stand by it, that you get to decide who is in your inner circle and not everyone gets an invitation. You get to decide who sits at the table with you, and you don't have to pull up a chair for everyone. It's really, really important that you are aware of what relationships add value to your life and what relationships suck you dry. And that doesn't mean that you cut out anyone who has a difference in opinion. It doesn't mean that you cut out people for no reason. It doesn't mean that you don't give people chances or try to have, you know, reasonable, rational conversations. But if you have tried those things and you get nowhere and you're spinning circles and you're losing sleep and your emotions are out of control because the situation just keeps on rearing its ugly head, it is up to you to make a decision around how you want to preserve your energy and to make a decision around who gets the best of you. And if you are giving so much precious energy to someone who does not deserve the best of you, who has not earned having the best of you, because they have treated you poorly, because they are unwilling to learn or to listen or to see something from your perspective, or they are unwilling or unable to be compassionate or empathetic, then they do not deserve any parts of you right now. And that doesn't need to mean forever but it might mean for right now. And it might mean until after the election. It might mean until after the pandemic. It might mean until 2021. I almost said 1821. (laughs) It might mean until 2021. It might mean for a while and that's okay. And that might be really hard. But when you look at who gets invited to your inner circle and who deserves the best parts of you, you have to look at who's compromising the best parts of you. And are you willing to let someone or a group or a, an environment compromise the best parts of you so that your impact is lessened and dampened. Because that's not fair. It's not fair to you. It's not fair to the other people in your inner circle who deserve the best of you. And it's not fair to the world because we all need your voice to be as strong as possible right now. More so than any other time, we need your voice to be as strong as possible. So, where do you need to set those firm, perhaps loving, perhaps not boundaries? so that you can preserve your energy and you can preserve the best parts of yourself for you to have the biggest impact in the places that matter the most. All right. Those are three big ways to use your voice. I told you I was going to challenge you. <laughs> so I am challenging you to start the podcast or the blog or the memoir. I'm challenging you to do that creative project that will allow you to educate, inspire, entertain, and give permission to others to do the same. I'm challenging you and inviting you to take office or get into that leadership position in your community to use your voice in that way. And I'm challenging you to use your voice to set loving boundaries, to set firm boundaries in places that you really need them so that the best people in your life get the best parts of you. Those are the three ways I want you to use your voice in 2020. Again, if anything around starting a podcast resonates with you, or if you have a podcast and you know that you want to grow it and monetize it, please sign up for the waitlist for our workshop by going to shamelessmom.com slash pod, and you'll get more information in your inbox soon on that two-part workshop. It's coming up at the end of September, beginning of October. I hope this episode was impactful. If you know someone who's struggling with finding their voice, please, please share this episode out with them. I want more women sharing their voices, using their voices, stepping into power right now it's really, really important. It's really crucial. It is crucial in terms of getting out the vote. It is crucial in terms of getting women into political positions of power. And it is critical in terms of modeling what it looks like for women to get into leadership and to use their voices so that we can all give more women permission to do the same. Thank you for listening today. I'll see you back here in a couple days.